Hello and welcome into the January 3rd edition of the Lockdown Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. Leafs back in action tonight as they host the St. Louis Blues. We'll help tee that game up for you guys later today. We've got some intriguing lineup changes to discuss for this one as well. All that more coming up on today's edition of Lockdown Leafs. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Lockdown Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Mike, uh, Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me is my co-host, Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA, Lockdown Leafs, a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcast from. You can also now check us up on YouTube uh, to search up Lockdown Leafs on YouTube. Hit subscribe, and you'll get new daily videos uh, directly to you Monday through Friday. Uh, we got a game day tonight. I don't know about you, Dave, but it feels like it's been an eternity since the Leafs last played Colorado on Saturday. Like, just it, it, we got hockey almost every other night, and then Christmas came, and there's only been a couple of games. And it just feels like there's so much that happened today. And today, as we've seen Maple plays hockey. Well, I mean, the last time we saw the Leafs play was last year. Sorry, I had to throw that in there. But yeah. Really? Really? You had. Somebody made that joke with me the other day, and it took me a minute to realize what they were saying. So I had to do it. But yeah, no, it really has. I mean, there's been a lot going on. You know, World Juniors, but watching a lot of that, you know, holidays. It's, it's, yeah, it's definitely weird. It's been a, you know, the normal period, Saturday night going to Tuesday night. It doesn't feel any different, but just it's the holidays. I always lose track of even what days are. I think that's what the main reason is because, you know, some of us aren't working the normal hours. So we're, our, our whole schedule is thrown into flux. You're telling me. You are telling me it's, I don't know what it is, but like my, I've been staying up late and up early and it's just, ugh, the whole schedule has been messed up, but um, we'll get back on the rails here and hopefully the Leafs can get it going again tonight. Uh, I mean, they're coming off a pretty solid victory against Colorado on Saturday. Parlay that into another win here. They got the St. in town. So the second time in the last week, this time be in Toronto. Um, and enforcements, Rasmus Sandin is finally good to go. He will check into the lineup tonight. So the blue line looks as such. Uh, you got Morgan Riley um, with TJ Brody, and you got Giordano and Hall together, and then Sandin and Lilligren will be reuniting. So uh, kind of going back to what it was, more so at the beginning of the year, and you know what we expect for you know, these fully healthy lines to look like. Uh, but that means that Connor Timmons uh, comes out of the lineup, which, I mean, I'm not entirely surprised by it, but it, it's been playing some excellent hockey since coming into uh, a few weeks ago. 
Yeah, like that's the unfortunate part. I know a lot of people weren't happy, but it also just shows you it's a good problem the Leafs have right now that they're making these tough decisions on who has to come in and out of the lineup. So it speaks to now this depth the team has. And I think, yeah, it's very unfortunate for continents. And, you know, but what this also will allow the team to do is down the road where, you know, certain guys will need a night off, insert a Connor Timmons, insert, you know, if Jordy Ben, just to, just to give some guys a breather. Because we all know that, you know, there's going to be a lot of games. You know, there's going to be probably a stretch where there's going to be a lot of games played. Guys that need time off. So I, if I'm if I'm Sheldon Keith, that's hopefully the conversation I had with Connor Timmons. It's not, you know, just too many players right now. Can't play them all and just you have to wait your turn again. Yeah, the only strange part about that is the only player who you feel like might you might want want to give some rest to down the stretch with Marchi or Dano, but Timmons doesn't play the left side. And, and then you get into a situation where that's the route you want to go in. Now you're kind of flipping around some pairings. You're going to have to put Riley back with Hall. Do you put Timmons with Sandine, Lilligren up with Riley again? It's That's where it gets a little tricky. But, uh, well, that's not a job that you and I have to really – do to be quite honest with you, that's what Sheldon Keefe gets paid the big bucks to figure out how can he best put his lineup forward uh, on on any given night. Um, up front, it's it's going to look the exact same as it's looked over the last couple of week, a uh, couple of games here. Bunting, Matthews, Nylander, Yarncroft, Tavares, Marner, Kerfoot, Camp, and Engvall, and then Aston Reese, Holmberg, and Dryden Hunt will remain in the lineup as well after uh, after a, a couple of good games out of him. So he remains in, as part of this Maple Leafs lineup, just bringing that 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 little edge, that little edge that that he needs to bring um, to give this team just a little bit of a different element when he's out there. So he'll continue to uh, to play. As for the starting goaltender. I don't believe did they name a starting goalie yesterday? I didn't say Dave. I didn't see yeah, I didn't see anything from Sheldon Keith to confirm a starting goaltender. Yeah, I, I wonder if this is uh if this is a Samsonov game. Because we've seen a couple now in a row with with Murray. I wonder if they go back to Samsonov back at home where he's been lights out. Yeah, I I and, and they've also made it a point that they were going to give Matt Murray days off. They don't want to push Matt Murray too much. Yeah, the Leafs have been off a few days, but you also don't want Samsonov being, uh, you know, waiting for his turn too long, right? And I, I would say that if you're going to give him a game, looking at the, the schedule this week, this probably would be the more ideal game to do it. You know, St. Louis, yes, they're a tough team, but they're, they're going through some uh, – they're going through a little some uh, injury spells right now, and their lineup isn't looking as strong. Yeah, and uh, we'll tell you about those injuries on the other side and how that could game. But first, I want to tell you guys about one of today's show sponsors, and that's BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every bat, uh, professional and amateur league out there, from football to uh, college basketball to NBA and uh, even the World Junior Championships. They've got it all at betonline.net. Uh, we're always the fascinating info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online. it's where the game starts. 
Welcome back into the Lockdown Lease Podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morsudi, my co-host here. And uh, just before we hit the break, you're mentioning that the, the St. Louis Blues, well, they were, they were getting the injury bug, was kind of rolling through that. Uh, St. Louis got some pretty tough news the other day. Day, uh, I do have to say, their top forwards um, have out for uh, at least a month. Out a month is going to be Tarasenko, and then out for six weeks. I believe that was a report there. Yeah, six weeks for Ryan O'Reilly. So two big dogs uh, on that St. Louis Blues roster out for uh, at least four to six weeks. That's going to be a tough blow for a team that's kind of behind the eight ball and still just fighting to get uh, into a, a playoff position. But that should bode well for Toronto tonight to not have those two out there on the ice. Yeah, especially Ryan O'Reilly. He was such a menace against the Leafs when they played in St. Louis. Yeah. And this is this is really a, a time for St. Louis to figure out what type of team they're going to be, right? Are they going to be a team that's going to contend? For a playoff spot, or could a guy like Ryan O'Reilly be moved at the deadline because a team is out of uh, out of the playoffs? Like this, this is what that team is now going to have to go through. And yeah, the Leafs are going to have to take advantage of that. It's unfortunate when a team has injuries, but it's that's it's the name of the game. Leafs had injuries; they had to find a way to get through it. Now, seeing those will have to as well. To Toronto to get through it, so maybe, maybe. St. Louis could uh, could get through it as well. I'm curious though because as we speak, uh, I don't the playoff spot. They've been kind of chasing it the entire year. Where are they right now? And this when it comes to a wild card position, the St. Louis Blues currently sit in two wild card spot. Well, five back of a wild card spot um, with Colorado. Colorado's on the side looking at a playoff spot right now, too, actually. Colorado uh, ahead of them, and Edmonton with the second, and Seattle with the uh, first wildcard spot. So the Blues actually have extra games on uh, played on Seattle and Colorado. So not in the best spot for the Blues. We'll see if they can kind of overcome that. But uh, I don't anticipate it happening tonight. I, I think Toronto – Replicates what they did Saturday night and come strong game on home ice. Uh, what to you, David, the keys to winning tonight's game? Well, you know that St. Louis likes it, – it's funny because when they played in St. Louis, I thought this was going to be a tight defensive game. It turned out being the exact opposite. There were a lot of chances going both ways. I think for Toronto, the important thing is to get that penalty kill back in order, right? We did a better job. In Colorado, they got to continue that against St. Louis. St. Louis, they got back to the game, you know, power play opportunities. Jordan Cairo was just amazing in that game. He's going to be a guy that I think the Leafs are going to have to really focus on defensively. And I think also whoever's in net just got to be steady. I think, uh, it's, you know, Murray had a pretty good game against the Avalanche. If it's Samsonov against the Blues, It'll be his turn to try to get himself back in order. But, yeah, I think just avoiding, you know, a guy like Jordan Kyra is going to be relied on more in this game, and I think he's going to be a guy that the Leafs are going to have to be more mindful of. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
Kairou, Robert Thomas, uh, like going to be the guys for St. Louis now going forward. Pavel Bushnevich, another one of those guys who who is going to be relied upon to provide some offense with Tarasenko and uh, Ryan O'Reilly injured. So look at that blue line too. Like I, I totally forgot, but Scott Perunovich is out. So is Tori Krug. So they're missing Ryan O'Reilly, Vladimir Tarasenko, Tori Krug, and also Scott Perunovich and Marcos Gandela, actually, who's a third pair guy. So that blue line is looking pretty thin, too. They got Nico Mikola up on a top pair with uh, Colton Pareko, Letty, and Justin Falk, and then uh, Callie Rosen, an old pal from Toronto, uh, and Robert Bortuzzo as the third pair. So they're they're thin kind of up and down in uh, in St. Louis and we'll see if they can overcome that. I think they should be able to uh, put some pressure on this blue line. I think that's going to have to be one of the keys tonight. You know, this is clearly a a weaker opponent and make them realize it quick, early, get off to a good start and then try and build upon that. You, you got home ice, you can take advantage of the line changes. Um, hopefully Toronto can do that tonight and, and come away uh, victorious. All right, Dave, let's take one more quick break. When we get back, quickly recap uh, uh, the scare that the Canadian gave us last night, but also maybe the, the in world junior history. Uh, we'll, we'll cue that up and, and maybe play that for you guys as well. So that's coming up on the other side. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morsuti. Listen to Lockdown Leafs Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Welcome back into the Lockdown Leafs Podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morsuti. Uh, so we do got the Leafs and Blues tonight. You can, uh, you can uh, watch that at Puck Drop will be at 7 o'clock. Uh, but last night, we were treated to quite a good game. It was a scary game from a Canadian you know, fan perspective. Uh, anytime something goes into overtime and all it takes is one weird bounce and a team could be eliminated, uh, I, I had some mass anxiety or overtime period. Um, but Canada did come away victorious against Slovakia, 4-3 in overtime. And Connor Bedard with arguably the – greatest like world juniors goal i think i've ever seen like this guy went full mcdavid deke through the entire team and then just put the team on and call game it was outrageous dave um just the mo- yeah because that guy was just a man possessed in that overtime you you just had a feeling that the canada was going to win it it was going to be him that was going to get the job done and he was humming and shooting the at every chance he got. And then you see him get that puck. You see him start to go on net. I think it was after the second deke where he gets around that defender. You're just like, oh, this like something is happening right now. And then just go ahead. It's just funny because he uh, was it Brant Clark who was out there with him. It might have been Clark or maybe it was one of the other defensemen. But one of the other defenders was like calling for the puck. Right, and he totally looked him off and said, "Nah, I got this." Put the team on his back, skates through four different guys, and puts it into the back of the net. Deeks the goaltender out of his shorts, jog straps in the third row, and uh, just the filthiest, filthiest mitts. I funny because I was 
not that I was chirping Bedard, but when I saw him realize that he was looking off his opponent, I was like, no, don't go hero mode right now. Because in three on three, if you go and you try and deke a couple guys out, you know, you get a stick check. Now you're flat footed. The team goes up the other way. We saw that happen against the San Jose Sharks. Remember Eric Carlson and what they were able to do when someone tried to get fancy and cute in three and three. Mm-hmm. So I was a little worried. I was like, no, don't be a hero out loud, like sitting next to my roommate. And then he went and did what he did. And I was like, fine, you be that goddamn hero. Let's go. And uh, it was just such an outstanding goal. Like, honestly, I, like, magnitude of it in time to send them through to the next round. Um, just unbelievable. I don't know if we can play it. Uh, if you have it queued up and we can play it. For, we know for those who missed it. But, well, I know I tweeted it yesterday, too, if you want to check. Uh, on my Twitter account, or, or we can play it. I can uh, and edit it because it was it was just awesome. Like and just seeing it again, just because it was such a such a sweet goal. But um, Canada moves on to the next round. Uh, you got it. Uh, well, actually, the tweet that you tweeted out got deleted. I don't know what happened there. Oh. Somebody well, deleted. That's unfortunate. Yeah, the, the initial this will happen. The initial goal tweet that was sent out got deleted and they had to repost but i have uh, i have it now so i found it i found it i'm gonna pull that up go like just just look at how much space just we haven't even started playing it yet how much space this guy has before he goes watch the defenders to the left just like hammering his stick who also has a lot of space and probably was looking for a quick you know a one-timer to hammer it in and he just looks him off and says, nah, I got the guy. Yeah. <laughs> what? And a great Sally to boot. A terrific little Sally at the end there. Awesome. Awesome, awesome play by a fantastic player. And God, God I can't wait till this guy ends up in the NHL. Honestly, he's going to be something special. He's, he's breaking all the records. He passed Eberle's goal record. He passed Lindros's points record. I mean, he's just making history each and every night at this point uh, out, out in the tournament. Broke Canada's record for points in a tournament. Um, it's outstanding what this kid uh, is doing. And, well, now he's got to take his talents, and they've got uh, USA next up in the semifinal. So that's it's, it's not Canada-U.S. final. It's Canada-U.S. in the semifinal. And, and uh, that's always a big, big game. So that'll be tomorrow. Is that tomorrow's game? I think I saw. Uh, that game will be uh, tomorrow on Wednesday. So uh, we'll maybe tee that up on tomorrow's show. But David, I want to keep it short and sweet. We've got a game tonight, Leafs and Blue. Uh, it'll be a fun one. We'll be back tomorrow to break it all down for you as usual. Uh, go follow uh, myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Go follow Dave at D underscore Morrisuti. Also follow the show at Locked on Leafs. Um, and subscribe to us on uh, YouTube if you haven't already. That'd be greatly appreciated. Again, our New Year's resolution is to get to 5,000 subscribers on YouTube. And we're... Uh, 
just over 2,400 currently. So uh, we're basically halfway there, and we're hoping that we can get there uh, and maybe even surpass that if we can do it sooner than, um, than you know, Jan 1 of next year. That'd be awesome. Uh, but that does it for us here today. We'll be back with another episode for you guys tomorrow. Until then, keep locked right here on Lockdown Leafs.